Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What your sleeping position says about you. People who sleep on their stomachs are gregarious yet brash. They do not like to be criticized and generally avoid dangers. Their demeanor is due to stress put on their lower back and neck because they sleep incorrectly. The sleepy soldier is quiet, reserved, focused, and independent. You love structure and take yourself too seriously. The fetal position is the most popular of all positions. You tend to be shy and sensitive. This position gives you a sense of security, especially if you lack it in your real life. Oh my, did the truth knife just cut too deep? Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, March 18th, and this is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hello, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got our top shot hot boy, Go Blue, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Here we go, Tigers. Let's go, Penny. I'm wearing a Penny Hardaway shirt. Yeah. Finally making the magic happen. <laughs> Super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. We dropped a new No Buffs episode yesterday, breaking down episode two of Survivor 42. TK, JD, and myself. Lots of laughs in this one. So go check that out if you're a Survivor fan and you want to hear us talk about the greatest show ever made. No Buffs has its own YouTube feed and its own podcast feed, so go seek out No Buffs. Tass, have you had a chance to listen yet? I have not. Okay. No. I think you're really going to like it. Yeah, the blindfolded challenge. Uh, mm. Fun. I had not seen it in my young Survivor career <laughs> right. through this is my third season. It was fun. You like it? People get injured, I heard. That's why they don't do it. That's what JD told me <laughs> well, on, the, yeah. on the side. I got I got an inside scoop. scoop from one of the hosts of No Buffs. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and before we get into all the NBA action from last night, mm. we got to talk about that game, and we got some news in, uh, involving Curry, and we got some fun awards we're going to talk about. Um, our bracket is busted. Uh, <laughs> we finally get to say that. We've I don't know that I've had it. a bracket busted harder than it was busted <laughs> yesterday. Like Almost every upset pick we made was wrong. Uh, yep. I saw that we're tied for 246th of 594 in the No Dunks okay. Bracket oh, Challenge right now. That'd be worse. <laughs> I think it's only worse by like one game oh, wrong. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we lost two of our final four on day one. <laughs> Tough one. I can't believe, I mean, this one's on me. I talked specifically you out of St. Peter's upsetting UK in, in the first round. I did. I said, there's no way we're getting a St. Mary's and a St. Peter's through on St. Patrick's Day. And uh, I'm sorry, a 15... Did it there, Lee. I can't help those who don't want to be helped. I know. You know? I'm I know. telling you, you just you just got to find the Australian connection there to St. Mary's. We'll go through St. Pete's. I can't remember what the connection was there, but let's just. <laughs> I think it was just like get rid of UK. Yeah, that's what I said. You know, killing them in the UK. That is <laughs> yeah, what you said. Rough. <laughs> that's rough. And then, of course, yeah, our uh, Iowa Hawkeyes pick. 
Classic to win it all is <laughs> gone in the first round. That's tough. It's going to be tough to bounce back. <laughs> it was tough. Tough day. Anyway, yeah. good luck to everybody. Uh, still alive. <laughs> Hope your bracket's doing better than the No Dunks one. Okay. So, like I said, uh, lots of awards talk here on The Drop. Um, both real awards. We're not doing MVP. We've done enough of that, so we'll put that aside for a day. But we'll talk most improved and coach of the year, defense player of the year, um, some of the other ones. And then we got some, like, silly ones that we've made up. Least improved, mm. seventh man of the year, the most beautiful shooter of <laughs> Ooh, basketball. I like that one. Yes, uh, you can yeah. get to start with that one. But we got to at least touch on Sadiq Bey scoring a career-high 51 points. Got to. In the only game last night, <laughs> Pistons beat the Magic. Uh, this was the league's eighth 50-point game in the month of March, the most in a calendar <laughs> month over the last... 50 seasons. There have been 17 50-point games this season in total, and uh, Sadiq Bey, the 13th player to pull off the feet. Um, pretty impressive stuff here, Lee. I don't know how much you caught of it. Well, to be honest, I, I yeah, look, I wasn't sitting down uh, locked to the TV for this one last night. I took the night off basketball. It's not it's not often we get a, a, a night off during the season. I thought last yeah. night, put the laptop down. But then you see Twitter starting to go, this guy's got 30 at the half. I know, well, then I know. we got to check it out. And then and he went for the 50, and he got it too. Yep. And the uh, Orlando Magic helped him out by fouling him, putting him to the free throw <laughs> line. Uh, rare, yep. rare. Yep. Uh, but the 10 threes, uh, I think it was ironic that Terrence Ross was in the building because he had a 10-3-point, uh, 50-point point performance for the Raptors probably, uh, what, a decade ago now? Been a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, on a night where there's uh, crazy stuff, all the basketball focus is certainly on the NCAA. Sadiq Bay goes out there and gets 50. I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, I guess no one's really got their eyes on the NBA, but then you get a 50 spot and people are like, oh, that's pretty good. Absolutely. 51 points tied for the fifth most in franchise history. Pistons record still 57 by Jerry Stackhouse in 2001. Though I was a little taken aback that he hit 10 threes, like you said, mm. tied the franchise record with Joe Dumars. Oh, really? Wow. That's insane, right? <laughs> That's weird. I could have sworn I saw that. Somebody fact-check me hmm. in the uh, stream team right now. But I was like, Joe Dumars had a game where he had 10 threes. I'm not saying Joe Dumars was a bad no, no, no. You know, shooter. Just a lot of threes of for the not, 90s. But that's a ton of threes, if, uh, if that is indeed true. <laughs> or maybe I'm just making it up. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. anything to add to the baby? Yeah, those numbers, when you look back at 90s players, you just don't expect double-digit threes. No. Alan Houston was there for a few years in Detroit. I thought when we talked about three-point leaders with Detroit, Alan Houston was up there. But Sadiq Bey, we are getting to the beautiful shooter of the basketball award later in the mm. season. Sadiq Bey, a fantastic shooter of the basketball. And and I think when we're talking about future Pistons, or the future of the Pistons, Cade Cunningham always comes up first. And then there's a talk about Oh, Killian Hayes, can he be something? Isaiah Stewart, can he be something? I think Sadiq Bey is the the lock at number two to be around the league for a very long time right. because he can shoot. Uh, and uh, he's, he's a lot bigger than what you think he is. And uh, at a wing spot, uh, he's also got the attitude. He said that he dyes his hair green, a little patch green, because of the Joker. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, weird. I couldn't tell if he was kidding. I don't yeah. think so. I think so. <laughs> he likes to play the villain, he said. Joe Dumas yeah. did hit 10 threes in a game. That's insane, right? On uh, November 8, 1994, he had 40 points. He went 10 for 19 from the th- field, 10 for 18 from three, and 10 for 10 from the free throw line. So no two-pointers for 1990s Joe Dumas. Weird. Is that a short line season? If it was 1994? I don't think no, that was so. Like, I think it was, it was a one-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Crazy stuff. Interesting. A uh, few other notes from this game. The loss dropped Orlando into a tie with Houston for the worst record in the league. I uh, did the little simulation 
my first one on Tankathon this morning to see how the uh, ping pong balls would fall. Had the Blazers winning the number one pick. Mm. Yeah, jumping six spots. So there you go, our Portland Trailblazers fans. That was my first sim there on Tankathon. But yes, uh, Orlando tied with Houston. Marvin Bagley the third. Another good game for Detroit. There was yeah. no defense being played. Yeah. Let's make that very clear here. And, I, and that's not to like take anything away from a guy going for 50-plus, but this was the Pistons' magic with a bunch of guys missing on both sides mm. uh, of, the, of the floor. Not a lot of defense being played, but Bagley had 20-11. and 11. He's averaging 16-9 and 9 over the last seven games. Trey, aren't you happy we didn't give up on him? I love it. We were always in his corner because of the eye patch. <laughs> exactly right. I'll, I'll, I'll back the bag man for the rest of his career, and that's it's right. good to see him actually... Uh, Showing out for the Pistons here. He's been playing pretty well. I mean, obviously, the Pistons aren't really aren't playing for much right now, but the games still matter, even if this is one of the funniest 50-point games of all time. Like, I don't know exactly where you rank it on the Delk list. I thought people were saying last night, uh, less surprising than Tony Delk, more surprising than Corey Brewer. I don't know exactly <laughs> what that means, but my favorite moment was at the end of the second quarter. Uh, Sadiq Bey hits a three. He gets a steal on the inbounds pass, dishes it to Corey Joseph, and as he's like running back to, to catch a, a pass from Joseph, you hear the announcers yell, he can't do this! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He catches it. It's, <laughs> a, it's kind of like, um, you know, like a, a semi-Rudy Fernandez, if you will. Yeah. Rudy Fernandez had the, the three, the steal, and then he hit a three right away. Had a dish in between to Corey Joseph. So I like the change up there. So, yeah, I don't know. We always say the worst time to have a good game is on a Friday night. Yeah, right. Yep. Maybe the worst time to have a good game is actually on the first day of the NCAA tournament. It's tough. Yeah. It's yeah. Tough. But he's still leading the show and he's getting some headlines. <laughs> that's a good point. At least like... we got a show today. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, we yeah. got Schumann well actually us too in the stream team. Short, short yeah, line. 94-95 yeah. was you the first it. Good season. job. So, uh, he yeah. loves a 20-footer, Joe yeah. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Schumann too. <laughs> well, yeah, Schumann too. Exactly right. <laughs> Thanks, Shu. Thanks. Good stuff. It. Uh, uh, so what a comfort. <laughs> John Schumann. Joe Dumars? <laughs> Joe Schumars? <laughs> Similar players. And you were saying, like, people are trying to figure out, like, how surprising this 50-point game was in, in comparison, I guess, like, to Delks and Corey Brewers. I I think those are way more surprising than, than honestly, Sadiq Bey going for 50. Again, first off, everybody's going for 50 right now. Right? He is young. He has, like, a 34-point game under his belt or something like that. Like, he's, you know, obviously can hit the three, so if you catch fire, you're getting a lot of points. I think those other ones are... Delk didn't Wait, even take a three. Here's my point. Think, Sadiq Bey is going to have another 50-point game in his career. Probably two. Three, maybe. <laughs> I'll take the under. I think he will have no more 50-point games. Oh, I'll take that bet. <laughs> okay. One more? I'll bet you 50 bucks that he doesn't have another 50-point game in his career. This could be a 10-year a a yeah. yeah, that's a great that's one. Easy, that's an easy 50 for me. No way. Come a ten on. Year, a 10-year bet. Maybe this one. Maybe longer. Who knows? Oh, yeah. This one could go for... <laughs> and Grinch is going to love it. <laughs> oh, he's going to be on your side. He's a Pistons fan he this, year, this year, at least. I mean, I'm betting on another... Yeah, he has another game where he hits 10 to 13 threes. So it's oh, going to help his chances. He's in the East. He'll play Orlando maybe four times a year. So that might All right. I like that one. That's a good one. Somebody write that down. <laughs> put, put that in our Google calendar. Yeah. Uh, well, he at least beat Tim Hardaway Jr. So I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, mm. right. Wow. Right. That's a good point. Um, any other notes here on Sadiq Bay going for 51? No. Pistons but the Corey Brewer comes up, yeah, when we talk 50-point games and this time of year during NCAA Recaps. A lot of Gator talk out there. Oh, yes. <laughs> Seeing him, Joakim Noah, and Al Horford clips. That's a nice flashback. Mm. Love that team. Steph Curry, guys, out indefinitely after suffering a sprained ligament in his left foot. Now, Shams with The Athletic, he was reporting that that is the diagnosis. X-rays, though, on the foot returned negative on Wednesday night, meaning no fracture. 
no major damage. But again, the word is he's out indefinitely. The Woj and Ramona Shelburne, they're saying he is ex- expected to return for the start of the Western Conference playoffs, but will undergo further evaluation with specialists here. So uh, it's, I guess, worse than we thought it was, Tess, because we were hoping this was a little bit of nothing with Smart falling on him there the other night. Yeah, the word is indefinite, so who the heck knows? We definitely don't know what indefinite means. Uh, but at this point, yeah, I, I sort of lean towards this. This is bad news in that yeah, X-ray is negative, obviously, but this team relies so much on flow and playing together, and they played so many lineups. I think, like, unlike what's happening in Atlanta, John Collins is being sat because he's got a an ailing plantar fascia problem and a finger problem, and they know that they're in the playing tournament. Right. Done, done, and done. They're not getting any better. While the Warriors want to get better, they want to get it in a flow. So this stinks for them. Uh, the closer it gets to him coming back to the playoffs, I think it lessens their chances. You know, come first if they get to the second round, I think this hurts them. Uh, this this is a guy who's. You know, again, they're they're like throwing different guys into the rotation. So I think Steph wants as many reps as possible. Like, let's say he comes back and it's round one, game one. Uh, I, I I I wouldn't project them to be an NBA finalist when if he continued to play right now and got these dozen games that they have left in the regular season. I think I would. So it is, this hurts. The more games he misses, the more it hurts their team. This could change. You know, the balance of a. A title contender, of course, or a champion, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I think it was 2016, wasn't it? In 73 and 90, getting injured in that first game yeah. against the Rockets, mm-hmm. and that kind of carried through the playoffs, you know? I mean, look, they still could have won the championship, yep. still should have won the championship, but an injury can just sort of uh, inter- interrupt your momentum and your routine and your preparation. Draymond's just come back. Clay's just come back. Mm-hmm. And Clay, as we're seeing, he's still trying to find his groove again. Now, he missed, obviously, two and a half years. Steph may only miss a couple of weeks, hopefully. But the Warriors just want to get into the playoffs and want everybody healthy because one of him or Draymond or Clay to a, to a lesser degree, I think, all of a sudden their playoff expectations or their championship hopes, I think, go from here to sort of like they might not get out of the second round if they don't have all three of those guys healthy. They may not get out of the first round if Possibly, they don't have yeah. Steph Curry because we just talked about how talented those teams at four, five, six, and seven yes. are you know in the Jazz and the Mavs and the Nuggets and the Wolves and stuff like that. Like That's who they're going to be playing. One of those teams. Those are yep. all good teams. Absolutely. And if you don't have Steph Curry on your squad, you're, I mean, your chances of even getting out of that round could be difficult, Trey. Yeah, uh, I guess the silver lining for the Warriors is they've got a decently easy schedule for the rest of the season. I think Tankathon has them at the 19th easiest schedule remaining. Big question for me is can he be back in time for March 28th versus Memphis Grizzlies? That could really determine the second seed uh, in the Western Conference. You would much rather play the Timberwolves or maybe the Clippers, I think, than you would a Nuggets team that has Jokic, who's a great playoff performer. And they might be getting healthy guys back, too. And Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, we shall see. But Lee, you nailed it. Uh, Draymond said, every time we get somebody back, somebody else goes out. Mm. Clay came back. Draymond had to play one second of that game, take a <laughs> foul, right? Draymond comes back. Now Steph is out. They've played 11 minutes together in three seasons. Their chemistry is no problem. Yeah. That's fine. But there's a lot of new pieces around mm. for the Warriors that need to like learn to play alongside those guys if they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. So... Pretty bad timing for this injury. I think they'll be fine. Like, seeding-wise, it doesn't seem likely they'll drop lower than third. But, man, you would really like to be ironing out your lineups here because they've looked pretty good recently playing, like, Steph, Clay, Poole, Draymond, and another guy. Yeah. But now they got to figure out who the other guy is and if they're going to have Steph back. All right, let's get to some awards. Again, no MVP on this one. We've done it every second day for the last, I don't know, four or five months on this show. So let's talk about some of the other ones. I also don't think we really need to do six man of the year. 
because I can't see anybody saying any other player besides Tyler Hero. <laughs> is that fair? I don't want to put words in anybody else's mouth, but sixth man of the year is locked up. We'll get to seventh man of the year later in the oh, show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so let's start with most improved, though. Lee, do you have a, a little ballot? What are you doing here? Uh, yes, look, I, I tried to um, I tried to sort of make something interesting about this, uh, but I really <laughs> couldn't get there because it's Jar Morant's award to win. Okay. Maybe Tyler Hero can come in and steal it if you sort of think Jar's too good for this award. He shouldn't, like, based on how this award is handed out, it should go to Jar Morant because he's improved to the point where he's in the MVP conversation. Yeah. So we're not talking about that right now. But look, the points are up to 27.5 a game. The field goal percentage, which is really nice here, 49% on 20 attempts a game. The three-point percentage has increased. It's 34%. You'd like to see that get over 35 for Jar, but that's fine. We can live with that for now. He's young. 76% from the free throw line, and he gets to the free throw line over seven times a game. I think that's really, really important for a young guy. He lives in the paint, uh, and he's increasing that each season. So it's he's not settling for jump shots. He's still going inside and attacking. His assists, actually a little bit down this year based on where he was last couple of seasons, but that's fine because he's had such a bigger impact there, and the defense has improved, and the Grizzlies have obviously uh, far outplayed expectations to this point. They will very likely have second uh, seed in the Western Conference going into the playoffs. So that's when they're going to be really tested. Can you live up to that hype of being a number two seed? We'll find out. But really, it's Jar's award. And the Memphis Grizzlies, I think, maybe even round out the ballot, uh, the ballot here because Desmond Bain has been incredible this season, almost doubled his scoring average. And you just see the impact he's had out there on the court. And Jaron Jackson Jr., his numbers haven't really changed all that much. But I think he's in a, a real chance to win. Uh, well, he'll certainly be on the all-defensive team. He may win Defensive Player of the Year. Maybe not. But his impact and just his, the eye test tells you, Jaron Jackson's healthy. He's out on the court. He is really impacting this team on both ends of the floor. They do have now uh, that young core that was like, can these two guys work together? Is this the future? I think the answer is absolutely emphatically yes right now. So for me, the Memphis Grizzlies... It's going to be Jar Morant. The other guys are going to get some award, uh, some love there. But I think outside that, it probably is Tyler Hero as well. I don't know if a guy could win two awards in one season. Maybe he could. <laughs> but Tyler Hero has been incredible, the, the leap that he's made, I think, for uh, for the Miami Heat. So it's Jar Morant's award. And after that, I don't really think anyone can, can take it off him. Okay. So you see it continuing this trend of most improved, like a, a young guy in his 20s or mid-20s that went to the – Next level, and that level generally being an all-star, and then in Jaws' case, even like an MVP. All-NBA for sure, yeah. you know, for Jaws. So, yeah, he, he's ticking all the boxes. In basically, and I know this is your favorite part, the minutes are identical to what they've been. Right. So it's not like all of a sudden he's getting 38 minutes a game yep. from 24. He's 33 this season. He was 32 and a half last season. Yeah, our last five MIP winners, Julius Randle last year, Brandon Ingram the year before that, Pascal Siakam, Victor Oladipo, and Giannis. Um, do you agree with the John Moran pick? Yeah, it rings out a lot like Giannis Tetacumpo uh, because he's in the MVP conversation, but he's not going to win MVP. So I think voters are going to really enjoy ticking him as number one and the most improved player. <laughs> Give him something. He's been so good. <laughs> most exciting player, if that was a, an award. Yes, yep. so I think voters would be very pumped. And he just he does laps sort of around the field in terms of most improved. Miles Bridges is there. Darius Garland is there. Yep. You know, cute picks. <laughs> nice picks, but they ain't John Morant. So it's it's tough to get away from that. It's tough to get away from what John Morant, especially on the, you know, part of it is the shock level, the surprise level that he's gotten to this point. We did not expect this. Nobody expected a superstar John Morant here. And those other guys, as I said, Miles Bridges, Darius Garland, no one expected them either, but it's just, it's such a large leap. It's got to be him. 
Trey, what do you think? Yeah, I think John Moran is going to win this for sure because he's not going to win in the MVP. So this is kind of like a junior MVP. And I think he's a fun pick and a good pick, though I will say Ja at this stage in his career, I'm putting him ahead of Giannis when Giannis won MIP in 2017. Giannis did become an all-star the first time that season, but I don't know. Ja is going to finish in the top five in the MVP voting. It certainly feels like, or at least very, very close. But yeah, I think that he is the guy. I think Darius Garland is probably number two. It's the same case as John Moran. They're even in the same draft. Uh, So I think that's kind of funny. And then after that, I don't know exactly who you go for a number three. Either of the other Grizzlies is good. Boehner Jackson, Miles Bridges in the mix. Uh, Robert Williams, I think, is a pretty solid case as well. He's been able to stay on the court, not just fouling all the time. And him being unleashed defensively is really what turned the Celtics season around. And I would like to make a dumb case, if you guys are interested. Sure. For Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> oh, oh. Mid-season MIP. Yeah. Oh, wow. The guy's scoring five points per game more since going to the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks, hitting game winners every single night. And he looked terrible in Washington. <laughs> yeah. Like, he looked almost like the problem in Washington. He gets to Dallas, and now he looks like the complete answer there. So I don't think he'll get a single vote unless they gave us a vote. Mm-hmm. I'll slide one to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll slide one right there. To win witty. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, sounds like everybody agreeing John Morant's going to run away with this. I know we talked about before uh, Vegas has him, has the odds on favorite to win MIP. But let's hear from everybody in the stream team or listening later, watching later. Let's hear all your picks when it comes to these awards. Okay, next one. Rookie of the year, Tass. Really, what we're getting at is how are you ranking one, two, three between Mobley, Cade, and Barnes? Well, yeah, I got the hots for Evan Mobley, and I think part of it is I'm going to the end of the floor. Nobody wants to talk about no one plays defense in this rookie class like Evan Mobley because you can look at Cade and say he could be the best offensive player of the bunch, but by far and away, Evan Mobley is a special defensive talent at seven feet guarding everywhere. A small, small, small chance that he could make an all-defense team would be the first rook since Tim Duncan. Yeah. Now, he is worthy of that. He probably won't get there uh, because rookies just don't do that kind of thing. But he is so, so polished at that end. And it sounds like I'm making a case that the other guys, especially Kate Cunningham, is better offensively. You know, Kate will probably be the better long-term offensive player, but Evan Mobley is right up there when it comes to true shooting percentage, which takes, takes into account twos, threes, and free throws. Basically, they have the exact same percentages, and uh, I think he's a lot more polished than than people think or people know about because he's getting a lot of defensive highlights. So he's been going all season, and uh, I think that you know gets him up a little bit more, uh, gets him more votes than Cade, and maybe Cade and Barnes take away some votes from each other because it just feels like Mobley is the unanimous number one, and uh, that's that's who I feel like will be uh, the number one pick for everybody when all is said and done. He's he's just. He's been a little bit more polished, and, and Cade's uh, start hurt him. And, yeah, I, I think I, I think the consensus is he's been so, so good. He hasn't fallen off at all. Uh, and uh, it's cool to see that a guy like Franz Wagner, uh, I think, will finish number four in this race because we're watching NCAA. There's a tweet of the night later on talking about Franz Wagner and how he had a, a poor showing uh, in the tournament to finish the tournament. Didn't look like a shooter. This dude who was drafted eight. Uh, should finish top four, and uh, Jalen Green has really turned it on the last six weeks or so, shooting really, really well. So that's my top five. It's Mobley, Barnes, Cade, uh, but uh, you know I got I'm a I'm a Barnes backer, so I guess I'll put him too. But mm-hmm. I got no problem putting Cade too, and then uh, Franz and Jalen Green are my top five. We fell in love with this draft class. Didn't take long because mm-hmm. there's also I mean Giddy has played well, mm-hmm. Herb Jones has played well, you know. 
Bones has had his moments. Yeah. Kaminga's had his moments. <laughs> Shengun, you know, it, there's a lot of uh, obviously talented rooks here. But do you agree with uh, Mobley being the rookie of the year for? I, I think so. Yeah, uh, I think so. It's been it has been a good race. I think Scotty Barnes and Kate do have solid cases, but I think overall from start of the season to where we are now. Evan Mobley deserves the award. Um, he's putting up great numbers. He's shooting 50% now. He, most of his shots come closer to the hoop. Kay Cunningham's kind of playing from behind because he got off to a slow start, and uh, he's not shooting as well. He's going to be an awesome player. I have no doubt long-term Kay Cunningham is going to be a, a multiple-time All-Star. I think he's got that talent. But I think for this award, for how it's uh, handed out, I think it belongs to Mobley. And then I think Scotty Barnes is probably not too far behind him there. I mean, defensively, Scotty Barnes has been really, really good lately. He gets out and gets after for a big, long, athletic guy. He can cover a lot of ground there. And his number's like 15 points on 49% shooting, adding eight rebounds a game. I mean, And people incredible. didn't think he could score Yeah, <laughs> like at this yeah. level. I mean, that was the knock against him. Yeah, so it's, it's one of the strongest and deepest classes I, I can sort of think of off the top of my head right now. Um, and all of these guys have a case to be made but I think at the end of the day you'd, you'd probably have to give Mobley your pick what happens if the Raptors leapfrog the Cavs in the standings you know could that help Barnes's case to, to win this over Mobley or, I, or do you, are you at the point where you're yeah. like I don't care that much it's going to be a one or two game difference <laughs> yeah I, I personally don't care yeah. and usually when it comes to rookies uh, win loss percentage has no impact because right. it's like hey this guy is just putting up big numbers that's what could help a Jalen Green's case but when you've got guys on winning teams it's like okay now you need to find a separator but if it's a game or two I don't think that's going to change it yeah uh, what do you think who you got for ROI I think Mobley is the guy but I think Barnes should finish closer than he probably will. It kind of feels to me like Mobley won this award the first month of the season, and we've stuck with it ever since because he hasn't really fallen off. That's definitely true, and the Cavs have maintained their record for the most part, though they haven't been quite as good in the second half of the season. But Barnes has been incredible since the All-Star break. 18-8, and eight, he scores more than Evan Mobley does. Uh, Mobley is first in rebounding amongst rookies. Barnes is third, also fourth in assists. He's just as good of a defender as uh, Evan Mobley, just in a different way. First in wind chairs, first in VORP. I didn't do the calculations myself, but I read them. Nice. Um, so I think he should take quite a few votes off of Evan yeah. Mobley, actually. It's just he's doing it a little bit more under the radar than Mobley because Mobley has been the guy since the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, it's funny because on one hand, we sometimes talk about, like, timing is everything with these awards. So, like, if you do it after the All-Star break, as if you do it as we start to wrap up the season, well, that's fresh in people's minds. So they're like, oh, maybe I lean towards that guy. But you're also right, Trey, where sometimes a guy comes out of the gates on fire, sort of plants his flag in whatever particular race, and then it's tough to knock the person mm-hmm. off. And I think that sort of has uh, happened here in Mobley's case. And it's not like he's played bad. I, I 100% agree with you. He just sort of, he's just been steady. And I think he's going to be that type of player. Here, I guess here's a tough question, but who will have the better career of these three? Like, is it? Do you have like Caden Barnes doing bigger and better things than Mobley, who might be like a rock defensively, might be very solid for as long for a long time in this league, but they, those guys could have higher highs, or is it? Or maybe I'm way off base. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a little hard to obviously project that, but I, I love the way Kate Cunningham plays with the ball. I yeah. love his control already, his maturity he's shown so far, his ability to sort of get to his shot. He's got great ball handling skills. I think he's got a very good IQ. He just needs some better players around him. Just really see to see if he yeah. can elevate him. I've made the Damian Lillard comparison. I don't think it's far off. I think that's where he could be. The other guys could also be incredible, but uh, if I like, if are I, these three guys like ten-time All Stars that we were looking at here? Yeah, in, you know, it's possible. I, I, if I could pick, though, I would probably pick Cunningham as my choice to start yeah. a franchise with. I think yeah, Mobley is the most polished 
defensively and I, I think even offensively I think he's he's better than Barnes and yeah Kate is the leader of the clubhouse in terms of offense but uh yeah I think I think at this point for a big to be competent offensively to have a back to the basket game to have a face up game to shoot the three a little bit to be able to put it on the floor you know usually a guard is uh, but you know far and away better offensively and so for him to be at this level already yeah I think he he should be a multiple time all-star defensive player of the year I'll start us off with this one and here's the thing two of the best defenders in the league they've missed too many games Draymond Green He's only played in 36 games, so even if he plays in, what do you say, they have a dozen left? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're sub-50, not enough. And then Bam is pretty similar, too, there in the Heat. Awesome defender. I love him, what he does on that end for the Miami Heat. But uh, he's played in just 45, and I just, you know, even again, if he plays the rest of the games out, it's just, it's just not enough when you have a bunch of other guys that have played phenomenal basketball on that end of the floor. Here's my other rule when it comes to defensive player of the year. I don't know if you guys agree or not. If your team is not a top 10 like defensive unit, I think your chances of winning this are really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. Because I almost... I, I sometimes look at the Defensive Player of the Year almost like a team award, like but it's like, you were the anchor. You were the rock. You're the real reason that team is an elite defense. Again, that's just sort of the way I come about it. Now, if you implement this arbitrary rule, then that means you're taking out Rudy Gobert and Giannis who I think a lot of people will have in the running for this award. Jazz rank 11th overall in defense, but it's no fault of Rudy's. And in fact, if anything, when he was out, you saw what happened to the Jazz defense. He missed those like stretches there, there yeah. big chunks there, and they were like one of the worst teams defensively. Yeah. So he obviously has an impact, the dub, because he's a three-time defensive player of the year. And the Bucks sit 14th in defensive rating, so like they're middle of the pack. Again, that's not because of Giannis. Nah. And if anything... There's no Brooke Lopez this entire year. He's just come back, and Giannis was asked to play really at a position, I guess. He's played the five. He's asked to do more than he even did before. So, I, But but that all said, it's like I think there are other guys on elite defenses that I think will get it above those guys. So I have Mikhail Bridges, who I don't think is going to win it, but is going to deserve a lot of consideration, and Marcus Smart in looking at what the Celtics are doing. You brought up Robert Williams, Trey. How great he's been, 100% agree. We talked about Al Horford, it feels mm-hmm. like, over the last couple of weeks, like a lot, and what he does. But Marcus Smart is basically the miniature Draymond Green, in my opinion. Like, he's he's directing traffic, he's calling all the plays, where we're switching. He can switch on to anybody. He's 6'3", but it doesn't matter. Like, you feel comfortable when, like, a 7-footer really gets matched up on Marcus Smart. You're like, he's fine, he's strong enough, he's smart enough, he'll flop, he'll goad them into something. And then he's all over the place when it comes to deflections and steals. Like, you combine them, he's top 10. So, I know we haven't had a guard win this defensive player of the year since, like, Peyton in the mid-90s. Right. But I think it might be in play. So, I guess I have Marcus Smart at the top because the Celtics' defense is the best in the league. Suns are number two, and you can make a case for Mikael Bridges. But what do you think, Lee? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is another one of those awards. Like, uh, how, how do you feel about a guy? Like, a guy just gets out there and hustles and goes after it, or a guy like Rudy who just tends to be the backbone of a very solid defensive sure. team. And Giannis, it, to me, has taken a bit of a LeBron Cavs approach. Like, I don't have to slog my guts out on the defensive end. When it comes to playoff time, you know the Bucks, yeah. And they give up a lot of threes. That's just the way that Budenholzer likes to play. But as, as a defender, Giannis, we saw 
biggest play of the season, maybe last season, he blocks that that thing. So like his defensive awareness, and he gets he usually gets dunked on a few times because he's contesting oh, shots. Yeah. He's not afraid to do it. I love that about a defensive player. Hey, look, if you're asking me, like you're playing a game of twenty one, <laughs> or like you need one stop, who's yeah. the guy you're picking on anybody? Giannis is going to be probably at the top. Of that exactly. One. Yeah. But this is, I mean, obviously yeah. a different. And, and so I, I'm probably leaning towards going back to the Grizzlies, who lead the league in defensive rebounds, yep, blocks and steals. I think those are the big three things, and I think Jaron Jackson is the Sure. Uh, is the anchor of that. And have him on my short list. Yeah. Um, those other guys have solid cases. I don't think there is a clear-cut sort of dominant force like we've had sometimes where it's like Rudy's award to lose. I, I don't think he's going to get it this year. Maybe a bit of fatigue, maybe a bit of like, yeah, the Jazz haven't been as locked yep. in as, as they have been in the past. So I'm going to go with uh, what I've seen from the eye test and uh, Jaron Jackson leading the league in blocks. And that, that Memphis defense has just locked in from where it was the worst in the league. I think their defensive rating as NBA.com has it today is eighth in the league, which is an incredible improvement yeah. over the course of one season. Okay, Triple J for Lee. I'm going smart. Trey, where are you leaning with DPOI? Uh, I think I'm leaning Giannis, to be quite honest. Hey, nice. uh, To me, he's still Bugs. he's the most versatile defender in the league, considering Draymond's missed 34 games. Uh, he's the guy I would want if I, like you're saying, if you're playing 21, one guy who could guard anybody. Yeah. It's going to be Giannis. Rudy Gobert, probably my number two. Jazz are up to number nine defensively, and they're a top five defense when he plays. He's still great. And then either of the Celtics. I think they probably end up splitting some of these votes here. It seems like Robert Williams is trying to get Marcus Smart to win it. Marcus Smart's trying to get Robert Williams. <laughs> Williams to win it. That's nice, but it can really hurt your votes <laughs> if people yeah. are actually listening to what you're saying. So give me Giannis, Rudy, then a Celtic. Yeah, Giannis, I don't think wins it this year just because the Bucks are such a middle of the pack team defensively. Just, it's just, it's just hard to give it to him. I think yeah. from the, from the fact that they've dropped off so much, and uh, yeah, this could be that year that a, a wing gets it because yeah, the, the Draymond effect is just he just hasn't played enough. Uh, the Jazz have obviously dropped off, uh, being eleventh. And that's why you know this is my one of my least favorite awards. I know I I didn't have it in the rundown yesterday, yeah. and Skeet said I, I'm I'm including this thing. I mean, why I, not? I, Now's just, the time to talk about it. Yeah, I just I'm not I don't have the hots for this award. That's why <laughs> it's it's such a team a, a team achievement, really. Oh, so you, you sort of you win. do agree with sort of my again arbitrary sort of rule? Usually, like you got to be one of the better teams defensively yeah, to win. This. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and and that's why it, it it's so difficult to just isolate one guy. I mean, the first thing that I look at is most definitely the team achievement, the the team ranking. And uh, so, yeah, the thing is, yeah, it's Boston, Phoenix, Golden State, Cleveland, and Miami as your top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a couple of those teams missing key guys uh, for a long, long, long stretches. I mean, Bam wants to be part of this conversation as well. He is uh, a guy that is Giannis-like in his ability to cover every single part of the floor, including the rim. And so that that's usually where I go is a guy who can cover every single part of the floor and the rim. And, uh, you know, Marcus Smart and Al Horford and Mikel Bridges don't really cut that. But either way, uh, yeah, good luck to the voters. It's not it's not <laughs> a fun. It's not a fun one. I don't I don't I don't love this one. OK. And I want to point out because I know Trey said the Jazz were ninth in defensive rating. I said 11th in defensive rating. Depends where you go to get your numbers. Mm. Basketball reference has the Jazz ninth. NBA.com slash stats, a.k.a. the Schumann stats, have the Jazz at 11th. And uh, so they uh, there's like a little bit of difference how they calculate that. And That's the Grizzlies are at 7th. 
There you oh, go. See, it's a, okay. Uh, but I'm sticking with my top ten. Oh, the seventh is that uh, on your right. favorite see, site? See, 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 hmm. see. It changes. It changes decimals. decimals. But I think we've named all the players that are in the running here. I guess Embiid. Does anybody want to include him? I feel like he's just like had such a. I mean, he's an awesome defender still. Yeah, no, he is. But you know, he's just taken to another level on the offensive end. So I don't think he's gonna get a ton of these votes. But Giannis, Rudy, of course, is always in the running. Maybe you're like, I don't care how many games Draymond Green or Bam Adebayo has played. They're both awesome defenders. All those Celtics, like we said, I'm led by Smart. And then Mikhail Bridges and Jaron Jackson Jr. I think those are those are all the, the names hmm. you got to name there. Anybody else? I don't know. You've Do actually it. got me thinking that maybe Draymond will finish higher than we're anticipating. Because he's probably still been the best defender that's played this season. <laughs> he was just out for such a long time. But he was so good defensively that the Warriors like maintained a top five defense because they were so far ahead of the pack when he went out yeah. so i don't know it's, it's gonna be tough for him to win it having played basically half the games yeah. but he's still good <laughs> he's very good <laughs> this guy still got it he's very very good okay final one here uh before we take our first break and then we'll get to the shitty awards as we've called them yeah. uh coach of the year this is not shitty this is a great award trey it is no this one's the worst yeah, yeah. you wanted to talk about coach over defensive player absolutely of the year. i think it's a more interesting <laughs> conversation hey we got good defenders at least these guys have some stories Ooh, at like least the defenders play <laughs> that's, that's you're a, right man they do <laughs> all right let's do executive of the year after this one okay. no, i didn't include that. <laughs> you got? There we go. that's rather, the worst one I'd rather have a Twyman Stokes than a Defensive <laughs> Player of the Year, teammate, teammate of the Year. Yeah. Who do you have for coach? Though? Two Who's fellas tied for second. Okay. J.B. Bickerstaff yep. with the Cleveland Cavaliers and Taylor Jenkins with the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Just like John Morant and Darius Garland have the same case for most improved players, exact same with J.B. and Taylor here. They Both of these teams, the Grizzlies and Cavs, exceeded expectations. A lot of players having career years uh, this season. Ja became an all-star, so did Darius Garland and Jarrett Allen. JJJ, he's a DPOY candidate. I probably would put Jenkins ahead of Bickerstaff, but yep. honestly, yep. same difference. Number one, though, to me, blowout. Monty Williams should win coach of the year here. By far the best record in the league. Suns are fourth in offense, third in defense, first in net rating, according to basketball reference. <laughs> They've got eight more wins than the next best team. Bridges is an Ironman. He hasn't missed a game yet this season, but the rest of the starters are going to miss at least 10 games, and it doesn't matter. Like, the Suns have yep. never fallen off. This seems to me the only bit of hardware they're probably going to have a chance at winning, so give it to them. Because Tom Thibodeau won it last year with the J.B. Bickerstaff and Taylor Jenkins case. It was the smallest margin for a Coach of the Year voting since the 02-03 season, and it looks like a mistake now. Mm. I mean, yeah. the Knicks were good last year, but they completely fell off where the Suns have had a nice run here from bubble to last season going to the finals to showing how great they actually are this season. Give it to Monty. Yeah, they could very well have 65 wins here. Phoenix Suns, are you going yeah, Monty Williams? Yeah, I am. I think JB early in the season had this award, but uh, with a little bit of a slip off there, I think he's he's going to drop. And I think Jenkins is two, and i got Monty as number one as well. Okay. They could win 60-plus games. They probably will. Uh, to do that without Chris Paul for the last few months or last few weeks, certainly here, I think that's really good. A really good sign here for Phoenix. They've, uh, they're in great shape to go certainly back to the finals anyway. Can you make a case, your narrative talk here with Coach Zier, for anybody else to at least be included, or do you also think it's going to go to Monty Williams? Well, yeah, I think it goes to Monty because voters want to make up for what happened last year, as, as Trey said yep. there. He was second, and the fact that he's had to deal with all 
of that outside noise in Phoenix this year with the whole Robert Sarver situation and the investigations going on there and for him to be able to keep this thing steady, Freddy, you know, it's a bit of a, a lifetime achievement award. This guy should win it uh, for what he did last year combined for what he did this year. So Monty is getting it. Yeah, the other guys obviously uh, incredibly deserving and Jenkins, J.B. Bickerstaff definitely should be up there. Billy Donovan was part of the conversation for <laughs> a was, while, yeah. uh, but then he his team has yeah fallen off a little Stinky. bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, there'll probably be a few votes in there for Jason Kidd, for Michael Malone, mm-hmm. uh, and even for Chris Finch of the Timberwolves. What about Spolstra? Yeah, Spolstra. He's never too. won it. I don't think. Yeah, Spolstra, I yeah. think he'll he'll get some Good votes, case. but I yeah. think Monty Williams. I'm with you guys. Is going to be winning that one. Let's hear from everybody in the stream team though. Let us know who you have winning all four of those awards. We're going to take a first break. When we come back, though, least improved. Mm. Seventh man of the year. Wow. Mr. Temper Boy. Mm. And <laughs> Is the that most you? beautiful. I'm going to give it to myself. And the most beautiful shooter of the Ooh. basketball. Yeah, some crazy <laughs> alternative awards. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Selling a little? Yeah. Cha-ching. Or a lot? (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash nodunks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. All right.
right, back with the boys in the Classic Factory here on a Friday Drop Podcast. We've talked about some of the real NBA awards and the races and who we like to win those, but we made up some awards as well. The shitty awards, we've called them in the doc. <laughs> Alternative awards. Uh, the first one, we did most improved. Let's do least mm. improved. Yeah. <laughs> Let's you crap on some haters. players. Yeah, exactly. Trey, get us started. Who's a... Uh, Who's your favorite to win least improved player of the year? I got three good candidates for you. Okay. At number three, De'Aaron Fox. He is saving his season-long <laughs> yeah. stats right now. Yeah. 27 per game in February, 30 per game in March. You ain't fooling me, De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> A decrease in scoring, assists, steals, field goal percentage, and he's shooting under 30% from three for the season. He was a sad boy for the first two-thirds yeah. of the season, and obviously the Kings remain the Kings. At number two, Clint Capella. Mm. I thought this one was going to be all feel because he looks like a mummy out there. He wears like the long white under pants, and then he has a like tall socks that he scrunches down to his ankles, makes his feet look very heavy. But don't worry, his stats have completely dropped off as well, Lee. Five fewer points per game, two fewer rebounds per game after leading the league last season, and his blocks are down. He's going to lose his starting spot next season to Inyeka Kongwu, and he's still on the book for the Hawks until 2025. Ooh, that yeah. could be a bit of an albatross there by the end of that contract. But number one, least improved player, Chris Stapps Porzingis. Hmm. Scoring is down, shooting is down, rebounding is down. He's under 30% from three this season. Missed a bunch of time again. But the main reason is that the Mavs season turned around when Porzingis was gone. His last game for Dallas was January 29th. At that time, they were 29 and 29, uh, 21. He hurt his knee that game, went out of the lineup, Never returned for the Mavericks, was traded at the deadline. Since that January 29th game, the Mavs are 14-5. and five. Mm-hmm. It was 100% addition by subtraction, uh, getting rid of Porzingis, bringing in Bertans and Dinwiddie. So, to me, he's got to be least improved this season. Mm. Okay. Ouch. Wow. Bertans, so- Bertans is really riding off the uh, coattails, I think, of the Dinwiddie. <laughs> yeah, he bump there. Yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had Porzingis. Remind me who you're... Uh, Capella second- and Capella. Fox. Yeah. Fox. Oh. Ah, my heart on De'Aaron Fox, but uh, fair points. Lease improve. Uh, is he missing anybody? Well, uh, mine, I'm surprised he didn't have one guy, we'll say. Uh, so. Well, mine goes back to the playoffs last season, uh, Julius Randle, where he had a great season, all-star, mm, yep. all-NBA uh, this season. Now, he's averaging 20 and 10 this season, but the eye test tells you it just hasn't been anywhere near as impactful as seasons gone by. Now, the, the points are down from 24 a game last season, and the rebound's about the same. He was just over 10 a game. He's just under 10 a game right uh, now. Also, you can't win least improved and Mr. Temper Boy. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh. And, in fact, he won most improved last season, Randall. Yeah. So it's, it's maybe, this is what you said, though. Guys wants to win it twice. He's got to go so far down that he can come back and bounce yeah, back. I'm putting money on Julius Randall for most improved player yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah. Field goal percentage is down to 41% or 42% if you round up there. The three point, which was last year, he really added that to his game. Shot it pretty well at 41%. He's down to 31% there this season. <clears throat> Excuse me. And even the free throws are down and the assists. Last season, he was doing it all for the Knicks. You know, we had him in the playoffs against the Hawks, and I think most of us actually took the Knicks to win that series. But in fact, that was where he first got exposed, where it was like, oh, I'm not sure this guy's a number one guy. And uh, been a bad season. The Knicks won't make the playoffs. Unfortunately for Julius Randle, despite a 20 and 10 on, on a box score, looks great. Uh, but it's it's a little bit of um, a mirage there to see how, how he's been playing this season. Okay, so Julius Randle. He still yeah. hasn't said who I thought one of you guys would say, so I'm oh, no. interested to see if you do. I won't. Uh, uh, it, you know, it's all how you look at it in terms of least valuable player, how, how the voter of this award looks at it. I like Trey's way of looking at it, guys who just 
They just ain't the same. Uh, but Julius Randle fits the perfect box because he won most improved last year, and his numbers have bounced back to the previous year. In fact, sometimes even a little bit lower. So the fact that he yeah is shooting, you know, true shooting percentage is, is a good way of looking at uh, percentages. It's lower than two years ago and far lower uh, than last year. But his points, yeah, jumped back to two years ago. So it's it's like... It's almost a perfect fit. Although, yeah, Clint Capella is uh, that 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 hurts here watching in in Atlanta. You'd think, I mean, they they signed him up. They got a good good contract value for him. It, it felt like, and he's yeah, just kind of kind of fallen off. And then John Collins is up, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show for a while. This is yikes time for the the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Uh, yeah, the Porzingis one easy to kick when he's down for sure. Uh, and the De'Aaron Fox one is a is a good one because it's a, it's a young player that we're looking at as you know a guy who's gonna who's gonna grow. And Randall, I guess uh, the the way reason I picked Randall is because maybe he fooled us last year, and it seems like that was just a one year run. And maybe I thought the playoff thing really messed with him and messed with him mentally, and now he's. New York got to him a little bit, but maybe last year was just a bit of a one-off. I think Pascal Siakam was what Julius Randle is now last year. Like Pascal Siakam was struggling last year after winning most improved, but he has bounced back. I don't know if Julius Randle uh, will do that next season. I got some other names here. Okay. Say it, man. I looked at it like this, too. You know I hate giving most improved to a second-year player, mm. but when it comes to least improved, I got no problems because you should be getting better in your second year. But someone that has stagnated, Hasn't improved at all, in my opinion, or very, very little. Killian Hayes mm. with the Pistons. Now, he got hurt last night. There was a head contusion there. He took a, a, a shot, an accidental elbow from his teammate, I think it was, from Kelly Olenek. But uh, he's just – it's just – numbers-wise, it's brutal. There are stretches when I've seen him play recently. You're like, there's a flash. It's like, okay, it's there. You see the promise. You see why he was a high pick. But overall, this guy's averaging six points per game. He was averaging seven last year. The minutes are basically identical. He shoots 36% from the floor. He can't hit a three to save his life. 26%. It, it, it's bad. And, you know, he's still super young. He's only 20 years old. He will be in this league, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, at least for a long time. But I was just like, I think I had some high expectations for him. And, he, you know, he was injured last year. So he had that yeah. excuse. And he's got more chance to play this year uh, in terms of games played. And he just hasn't really improved all that much. So I have to include him. Sorry. Devontae Graham for the Pelicans. He's in his fourth year, and his numbers... He was averaging 18 points per game a couple years ago. He's averaging 12.5 now. Talk about a guy that can't shoot right now. 36% overall from the floor. That's not from three. 34 from distance, and those those numbers are down. And he's always been like a sub-40% shooter. Yeah. So that's like sort of common for him, but he has not improved. And he's now 26 years old. Yeah. He's been in the league a couple of years. Old enough to remember when there was all-star buzzer in. You <laughs> <laughs> love yeah. So, okay, I have him. How about a guy that's like, like gotten worse as the season's gone on? Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I had yeah, him on yeah. a short list from an all-star sure. starter <laughs> to uh, you know back to maybe what some of us have come to expect from Andrew Wiggins. He's which been is a bunch worse of like, in the second half of the season. He's been worse than he ever was in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, he's he's scared to go to the line. I right know, now. like so he won't drive in. Yeah. And I mean, once Draymond went out. And the lack of easy buckets dried up for Wiggins. It has been a struggle. Yeah. But the guy I can't believe nobody said. Maybe you're afraid to offend him. Westbrook. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. How is he not the least improved? Is that the levels that this guy was yeah. at over previous years? Now he's like a 17-point per game. Talk about a guy who can't hit a free throw. He feels like he can't finish inside. 
you know, I think uh, he's taking probably too much blame at times for the yeah. Lakers' piss poor season, <clears throat> but he's been bad, very bad. Yeah, so I got uh, him. No, no, it's a good one. I sort of overlooked it because the Lakers have been just such a disaster. And I do think that it's like, okay, just dump it all on Westbrook. But uh, yeah, it hasn't been a good fit and uh, bad. I mean, it's more on Rob Palinka, really, I think. He's built a bad team there in Los Angeles, bringing old guys, washed up guys, uh, and expecting them to gel. I don't know how he saw a Westbrook-LeBron fit. I just didn't see it, and uh, it's played out that way. But feel a bit bad for Westbrook because, uh, you know, he's done some things that had not been done in this league before. He's absolutely having a terrible season, but, you know, everyone just sort of piling on him all the time feels a little bit like there's more blame to go around there in Los Angeles than just on Yeah, I get it. It's just weird to see 17.9 points per game beside Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I mean, this guy's been a... 23, 24, 25, up to 30, you know, basically a point-per-game scorer. He hasn't had this low since his, like, second year in OKC. Yeah. It's a long, long time ago. Yeah, but to me, it's it's not least improved. It's just less opportunity, less less shots. He's shooting less. He could get to those numbers and be a, a Washington Wizards mediocre team like <laughs> last year. That's not what you want uh, if you're trying to win a championship like the Lakers. But it's just, you know. It's a different it's, role. It's Don't get me is. wrong. He's this playing beside LeBron. Is. Yeah. Um, well, I've got him in the mix. Sorry. No, he's got to be got to be on there. That's a fun one, though. Anybody else that you wanted to slip in there? Well, we get more and more people upset that we've included. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure I'll get some blowback on Killian Hayes, Devontae Graham. Killian Hayes can play defense. That's oh. what they're saying Hayes. in the stream team. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you who was upset about this. Me. Because I looked at the doc this morning. You guys took all the other fake awards so i had to come in as the hater of the day on these least improved players next one here seventh man of the year we all agree tyler hero's winning sixth man of the year so who is the seventh man of the year this is actually sort of difficult when i was like trying to like well how many minutes does that guy have to play does that mean there has to be of course like a guy ahead of him in the rotation that generally gets more burn off the bend so i couldn't ultimately pick one but i'm going to throw some nominees at you guys let's hear what you think uh, two sort of honorable mentions for seventh man of the year. JaVale McGee mm. on the Phoenix Suns. He's been really, really solid. Yeah. It's been awesome. I mean, I know anybody that plays for the Phoenix Suns feels like they're awesome uh, at this point with the uh, Suns machine and the Monty Williams machine that they're running out there. But a little love for Jamel, JaVale McGee. And Brandon Clark mm. on the Grizzlies, too. You know, limited minutes, but a uh, good old Canadian boy gets it done there and it's been, you know, really helped out the Grizzlies record. But my two guys, I got sort of neck and neck. Is Kevin Love a seventh man? Ooh, good one. <laughs> I think he is, especially now. Karis LeVert is their sixth man. Yeah. Now that he is there, it may be a little dicey. You know, Chetty Osmond coming off the bench a lot too. So I think I'm fine putting Kevin Love as a seventh man. He's averaging 14-7-2 and two in 22 minutes per game off the pine. Yeah. Good. Very, very good. Good. And then uh, if I have him 1B, I probably have this guy 1A. So I guess I'm ultimately going with... Max Struess Good one. As my seventh man of the year. Averaging 11 points per game uh, in, in limited minutes off the heat bench, but his shooting splits, 44, 41, and 77. I mean, it's an efficient scorer in, again, sort of spot minutes. A tip of the cap, I guess, to Gabe Vincent and uh, Caleb Martin, too. Like, yep. You can yeah. sort of interchange these guys, but I think Max Struess sort of, uh, he's even closed games over Duncan Robinson and stuff like that, so... He's my seventh man, but some love to Kevin Love, <laughs> McGee, and uh, Brandon Clark as well, Tess. Love the Max Struess pick. It's uh, sort of the Miami Heat's award to lose yeah. because they play so many guys. And I'm, 
kind of concerned with what they're going to do in the playoffs. If Victor Oladipo is going to get more minutes than Struess, who's shooting over 40% mm. again from three, the guy has friggin' money. Uh, and yeah, he can win you a game, sort of like what Duncan Robinson is in the starting lineup. But yeah, Struess has been hot and been hotter than Duncan Robinson this season. Uh, yeah, a guy who's got eight letters in his name, always going to cheer for that. And, <laughs> and a legit eight letters in his name. His parents named him Max Struess by every website on the internet. There, there ain't a middle name. There ain't a longer first name. His name's not, it's yeah. not a Maximilian. It's not a Maxwell. <laughs> right. It's not a Struessel. Mm, but it is a Max Struess. And, yeah, we both uh, we, we kind of look alike. We both currently have eight letters in, in our forms of our names. Uh, so, yeah, we're, bu- we're buds. Oh, yeah. We're buds. Yeah. I don't, but today and the last few years I have. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the heat, yeah the, and the, it's the teams that go deep on the bench that are going to win the, this this beloved award. Uh, <laughs> this made up award. The 7th, 8th, ninth, And the Cavs have had to do that. So, yeah, Kevin Love, he can, he's up for it as well. Who do you have, Trey? Anyone else? I actually love the Brandon Clark pick. He's mm. somehow 10th in minutes on the Grizzlies. I don't wow. know how that's possible. Wow. He's forgotten how to shoot threes completely, but he just dunks every time. <laughs> yeah. He plays next to JJJ. He plays next to Steven Adams. When he plays next to JJJ, the Grizzlies look awesome. So I love that pick. Couple more. What about this guy's? I would throw in Maxi Kleba. Little bit longer name. Mm. He's a seventh man who had to become a sixth man. Mm. Basically, when yeah. uh, Tim Hardaway went out for the season, I think Brunson got bumped up to the starting lineup, which put six- Kleba into the sixth man role. He's a part of the Mavs closing lineups, and he's like a major X factor for them. Yep. Uh, to me, and the other guy I would have is Grant Williams, who is sixth in minutes on the Celtics, but only ninth per game. So I'm willing to count it. Yeah, okay. Solid defender, forty three percent from three. What about that guy? Mm. Good additions to yeah. the seventh man of the year. This is true uh, sicko shit. It, it really is. And yeah. Brandon Clark just feels like he catches oops nonstop yep. when he gets out there. Gives him all that great energy. He's got the great ponytail. But I'm going with Kevin Love because it's been mm. a, such a resurgent year from him. He's been really, really invaluable for them coming off the bench and accepting that role, adapting that role, getting out there, firing away those threes. The bench loves it. The Cavs... You know, for 75% of the season, has been really, really impressive. And a big part of it is him. I remember, I think it was just last season where he sort of slapped the ball away and he looked like he was, like, pouting his way out it of Sounds season. like a Mr. Temperboy sort of. Sure yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it's been really good uh, to see. And I think that, that, that sort of stuff does rub off on younger players where it's like, yep, I was down, but I've come back and this is how to be professional. Okay. I love the Brandon Clark pick too because he was down last year. You could have you could have voted him as least valuable player or least improved player yeah. last year. He fell back yeah. in year two, uh, but he's established himself as he knows what he is, and uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like he'll ever be out of a rotation again. He's just he's just solid at at the Duncan man. Did you see uh, Grant Williams? You know, he's doing his thing as the 3 and D type guy. Uh, Big Baby Davis was on the, the Celtics broadcast, and he says, oh, I love Grant Williams. He is what I always thought I could be. It's hmm. interesting. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't see the two. I see body shape, I guess, yeah. somewhat similar. Big Baby, he's, he's Big Baby with a three-point shot? Yeah, the three-point <laughs> sure. shot. Where's the yeah? Where's the baby three-point shot? Three <laughs> well, shot. Yeah, I guess he's saying, I would have stretched it out yeah, if I was playing in today's yeah. game because they, uh, they got matching boosts, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's not like Big Baby played when Joe Dumars played. I mean, he played. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. So instead of Baby Jordan, we've got Baby Big Baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next Uncle award. Baby, baby. Uh, Mr. Temper 
Superboy were mm-hmm. calling it. Nice. Yeah, where are you going with this task? Because obviously this is open to interpretation. Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I threw out Julius Randle as a possibility. I think he would have to be. Wasn't he giving middle fingers to his own crowd? Yeah. Telling him to <laughs> shut good. the hell up? Sounds, sounds like the definition of a temper yeah. boy. Uh, I went a little bit more on the court in terms of temper because Luka Doncic yells at the referees probably more than anybody, I think. He talks to the refs. He leads the league in technicals. Yeah. So that really helps out his case. One of his nicknames is Wonder Boy. Temper Boy, not Ooh, that far off. Add it to the basketball reference nickname part. Yeah, Temper Boy. <laughs> Wonder Boy is on there. You know, the ringer had that Wonder Boy tune that they, they sung for Luka Doncic. They could easily sing a Temper Boy tune to, to, to that as well. Uh, and if you remember, this is going way back. It feels like, yeah. Six months ago is 16 years ago. But at the beginning of the season, The Athletic had that article uh, before the, uh, about the front office and how it's sort of fallen apart uh, in Dallas and, and how it's splintered and how Luka Doncic at some point was on the floor during the bubble. And uh, Bob Vulgaris, uh, then an employee of the Dallas Mavericks, told Luka to calm down. And uh, Luca got really pissed at that. Now, you know, Bob Vulgaris disputes that, but it, uh, it just it just fits the it fits this. You know, like if we had a nice little montage, go back to that. Like this is this is Luca has he's got the reputation of a temper, uh, of having a temper. So. Yeah, the text really sealed it for me, okay. leading the league. Yeah, that's a fun trivia question. I maybe Tass has seen the list. I Hopefully you haven't. Mm. Can you tell me the top five in technical foul leaders this year? Luka, number one. He has 15 overall. Uh, Who else would you say is on the list? pair of teammates coming up next. Yep. Um, Think of a team that's had a frustrating year. Oh, yeah. Very frustrating. We talk about them a lot for a team that sucks. Uh, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 sucks. Sucks. Uh, <laughs> His worst year since his rookie year. Yeah. I just got done talking about the, it. One of the greatest you said, ever. Oh, Maybe the know. greatest ever. <laughs> it could be the least improved. Least improved. The, that the New York Knicks. No. Yeah, no. The other uh, team we were talking about. Also a big market. Like They're the in Knicks. California. Oh, okay. yeah. Two top 75 Lakers, players Lakers. all time. Yeah. LeBron and. Uh, no, not LeBron. Oh, uh, Westbrook. Yes. Who else is on that team that's top 75? Uh, Dwight. No, he's not. Uh, <laughs> of course he's not. Oh, Carmelo. There it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah they all dudes in the gym. Exactly, well. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then... 14 uh, techs off the bench That's for amazing. Yeah, that's impressive. That is. <laughs> uh, then we have a guy that just uh, had a dominant performance over like the last week, like uh, an incredible game. Towns. Uh, Towns, yeah, 14. Uh, and then two guys in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they met in the playoffs last year. Uh, you were at one of the games, maybe two, uh, three of the games. So and they're star players. Embiid. Yep, and Trey Young. There you go. There you go. Uh, those guys, all that we listed, have thirteen or more technical. Jokic not in the uh, amongst the medals there. I thought he would have been in the uh, on the don't podium. Even, don't sure. even see him. Nah, there. he's got only like seven technicals this season. Really, something a pretty low number because I actually had him on my yeah, temper eight, boy yeah. list as well because I think he makes the angriest faces in the oh, league. Yeah. Like mm. he he had that uh, in the game against the Sixers. He had that weird floater. Uh, he thought he got fouled, and he just looked like nobody has ever been as angry as Nikola Jokic was <laughs> running back down the court. <sighs> and, of course, he knocked uh, Markeith Morris out of the season mm. for 40 games because he got upset. Yeah. So I think that's a strike against him. Another guy I would throw in the mix just because I thought it was hilarious looking at the tech foul leaders. DeMarcus Cousins has 11 technicals in 36 <laughs> games. Wow. He's played 563 minutes. That's one every 51 minutes. Mm. That's like a Rasheed Wallace kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. That's that's the most unbreakable record in NBA history right now. Yeah. 41 techs in a season. 
But if Boogie could play like a full <laughs> game, he would blow that away. <laughs> wow, good, good yeah. catch. I thought Carmelo would be the leader in text per minute coming off the bench, it's, but nope. It's Demarcus. It's got to be Demarcus. Rep. Is there anyone else that you have? No, no one else I have. No, no. Um, no. Just trying to think of angry guys. I mean, Rudy Gobert's <laughs> an angry guy. You know. Yeah. He's kind of. He's always looking kind of pissed, and <laughs> you know, him and him and Luca throwing the ball and at each other and stuff like that. Rudy's. Uh, yeah. He's a temper boy. Speaking of like angry faces, JD, could you give me a solo real quick, just so we could grab a screen grab of me getting angry and it's saying Mr. Temper Boy? That might be something <laughs> yeah. you just want to have. So if you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's something there we can grab I'm sure okay um, final one most beautiful shooter of the basketball Ooh. what a great award this is <laughs> who put this in yeah, yeah yeah. I know maybe we should have gone with like ugliest shooter of the basketball for these awards mm. you know Saban Lee would probably be in there he's, he's sort of got that Saban <laughs> Lee yeah. yeah he's got a bit of a rough look you know Plumlee would be in there as well but it's not it's the most beautiful shooter yeah, aka okay. the Bradley Beal award because he's still got the most beautiful mechanics we haven't seen all that much of them this season but mechanically he's just gorgeous gorgeous to watch better than Clay I think so yeah I think so okay yeah okay. Uh, so I agree. Devin Booker also <laughs> Well, so okay, are they, okay. they, they, some of the nominees here. You've got Devin Booker. He is, Devin Booker just looks so smooth. Yeah. You know, from the tippy toes to the end of the fingers, it's just it's, it just flows. That's how I don't see your tippy toes. That's how it starts. It starts with your tippy toes. Yeah, it, it starts with, with your legs for sure. Yeah. Uh, so he looks beautiful. The Bogdan, uh, the Bogdanovich bros, even though they're not bros, uh, both of them. Bogdan Bogdanovich. His shot looks so beautiful. It's not really falling all that well for him, but it's so gorgeous out of his hands. <laughs> Do results matter? Yeah. Or, really? or are you just going really? mechanics? Fine, I, mean, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Quentin Grimes, beautiful shooter of the basketball. I like <laughs> oh him. I like him. This, I like his mechanics. We've gone too deep. I like his mechanics. But ultimately, it's a Quentin tie. Quentin Grimes is one of the he's most got a beautiful, beautiful He's, got beautiful, of the he's got beautiful mechanics. Watch him. Check I him out. Um, yeah, but I'm going with a tie, and it's the two Brooklyn Nets bros. <laughs> it's Kyrie and KD. I mean... Uh, Ooh, I have KD. Yeah. Right. When, when Kyrie's got it going, like, he, he has got mechanically the most sound uh, mechanics. It, it's just beautiful the way he rises up. He can always get that shot off. It always looks good. And then Kevin Durant, that big three-pointer we were talking about the other night that gave them uh, Nets the lead. I mean, just so gorgeous to watch. And then the way it went in, it hits the net. It just rips the twine there. Uh, it's beautiful. Nice. So I'm going with the uh, the Nets duo as the uh, as the top two. Okay. Anyone you would like to add to his yeah. list? Oh, why, no? why am I going to mess with the Masters list? Yeah, right. <laughs> we got a Saban Lee shout out. <laughs> that one struck me. <laughs> Saban Lee. Hey, I, what about Desmond Bain? Oh, I like his, yeah. Uh, compact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He's, he's a very muscly nice. guy. Yeah. yeah packed in there like that but that's nice with your very nice very nice yeah and i like a guy like desmond bain who's like give me that ball i'm firing away and he's Mm. shooting it pretty well this season so i like the confidence in that stroke okay trey anyone he's missing uh i didn't have very many notes for this either because i just knew lee was gonna say (laughs) beautiful and gorgeous for three minutes my only question we've had this just egg ad read off the top of the show this week and you mentioned that you put beautiful barbecue sauce <laughs> on your scrambled just eggs yeah what's the most beautiful barbecue sauce out there hey, look this is not an ad I know the sweetest but I uh, I came up with this big green egg barbecue sauce and it's got just a nice amount of spice and sweetness without it being overbearing in either one barbecue sauce can really change everything you know in your meal <laughs> put it on a pizza not enough what put it on a pizza yeah. oh yeah bro you're, you're yeah, preaching yeah. to the choir yeah, it's me. great it's great 
So uh, that's what I'm rocking right now. But I do like you going to Publix. These days, barbecue sauce, it's in right now. It's in. You can get it. <laughs> it's having a moment for sure. You think so? Yeah. Bigger moment this summer, I bet. Yeah, I thought when I went in there, you know, uh, it would be a couple of choices. There's like <laughs> multiple barbecue sauces out there. Now you want your sp- sweet, your spicy, your smoky, you know, your honey mustard type, your southern, your deep southern. We're yeah. in the south. Yeah. You can't go wrong. <laughs> deep southern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, and what, what is your favorite brand? You don't even... Well, it's, I'm rocking the green egg right now. It's green egg barbecue sauce. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. they're in the barbecue yeah, yeah, yeah. sauce game. I didn't yeah, know they're in that. every... Anything you can put on the grill, they've got it. They've got it. Trust me. They've even got this little thing you can put on top of your, uh, of your egg. So, if it's raining, you can still have it open at the top, the vent open. So, it's not going to... Water's not going to go in. It's like a rain shower. Well, why like, are you eating outside in the rain? No, I'm not, not eating, eating outside. Them. But if you're smoking I'm something kidding. out and it's raining, you, you can still put it out there. So... <laughs> I was joking right. that you were eating your eggs in the oh, rain and no, you had no, no. a little umbrella. I haven't had eggs that, on the big green egg. You're talking about your barbecue thing. Yeah. Yeah. Eggs your on the big green yeah. egg. Yeah. yeah, had French toast on it though last week. Ooh. You're making Fantastic. French toast That's on crazy, your man. green egg. I am. <laughs> I am. Just a gorgeous syrup. <laughs> <laughs> the most beautiful <laughs> banana slices. It <laughs> seems like a lot of work. It's not. It's not. You're preparing it the same. You put the skillet in like, there. For, boom, boom. For breakfast or for dinner? Brunch. <laughs> so, so you're lighting the barbecue yeah. to have brunch. Well, not wow. yeah, yeah, but not it's not just French toast. We're cooking all sorts of stuff. Well, you don't, but you don't eat bacon. No, I don't eat bacon. We got the uh, plant based burgers, which are really great. These uh, Beyond ones, they're you're burgers for brunch. Brunch, yeah. <laughs> Why not? It's not that crazy. Yeah. Brunch. I feel like yeah. if yeah. I told food. you I was eating a burger for brunch, you would say, "What? That's crazy!" <laughs> but when you come on around, man, yeah. come on around. You can come have them on, on the egg. Great. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. uh, let's let's take a <laughs> let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, Tass has tweet of the night. We do have our pick and results. We'll make our picks for tonight and some rapid fire fun because this is the Drop Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney, it's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Okay, back here in the Classic Factory. Time for Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet, ah. Not just a tweet. Tweets Mm. about the NCAA tournament. Of course, I had to. We've got... Four tweets. Two first from our friend Mark Deeks. Your annual reminder that college basketball players do not play harder. They just make it look harder because they're not as good. (laughs) Damn, Mark Deeks! And he continued, quote, stay in school and learn how to play the game in an inefficient way that will put you in roles you will never look good in and which does no one's individual ability any favors. Damn, Mark Deeks! Damn, Deeks! Oh, uh, yeah. They play hard because they make it look hard, says Mark Deeks. I like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Just pure. But, but, uh, great scout Mike Schmitz also noted that, listen, don't just judge a guy by the, the one game that he had in the NCAA tournament because he could turn out to be an NBA player. He said, quote, I remember Herb Jones, current Pelican, going two for seven from the free throw line and 0 for 3 from 3 in last year's tourney loss to UCLA. Turns out he still found a way to be a good NBA player. Moral of the story, don't sell stock on a prospect just because they struggle in one NCAA tournament game. And he goes on. Not just Herb Jones. Franz! He's going to finish top 5 in the Rookie of the Year voting. Remember when Franz Wagner went 1 for 10 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3, in an NCAA tournament loss to UCLA, including a big air ball? Trey's nodding away. You yes, remember that one? I do remember that. He's been one of the best rookies in the NBA this year while shooting a solid 36% from three. Stay the course. Schmitz knows his stuff. Good. So it was good. It was nice, nice little reminder. And that's why with the single elimination, yeah, you could have a bad game. Of course. Of course. Uh, Io DeSunmu had a really bad game in the NCAA tournament last year. They were one of the best teams in college basketball. He just could not handle the ball. It's part of the reason he ended up dropping to the Bulls in the second round. I kind of think, you know, if you, yeah. on the biggest stage, like, people are going to kind of overrate and right. overanalyze those performances. But it's just one game. Even <laughs> James Harden way back, like, he had a terrible tournament. And people are like, oh, this guy's nothing. He's a top 75 NBA player now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone tweeted the other day, like, uh, one of the owners or some of the owners are just like, they see a guy play one or two good games or bad games, and they're like all in or all out. And the scouts hate it because it's like, We've been scouting this guy yeah. for like three or four years at yeah. most point. We know more intel on him. Yes, he had a bad or a great game, but let's not jump in too quickly for yeah. him. That's a good point. How much? Uh, were you watching a lot of college ball yesterday? It felt like your you, some tweets were flying. Not a lot. No. no. Okay. I, I mean, I was. I didn't I, see a single second yesterday. That's no. why I was asking. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The Iowa game killer got cheering for Georgia State. Oh. Uh, right. Against the Zags, thought there was a chance. Thought there was a chance. As we started tweeting around, oh, you're watching this game. Ten minutes left. They're within two. I, th- I think that's what it was. 
I don't think they scored up. for the next like <laughs> eight minutes. But in that game, Chet Holmgren sort of getting back to uh, Mark Deeks and his him saying these guys make it look harder because they're just not as naturally gifted. Uh, a lot of these guys, I mean, 95% of these guys don't go on to the NBA. Chet Holmgren, seven footer, had seven blocks, looks like he's got all the skills in the world, but he kind of does make it look harder just because he kind of is a little bit awkward. I, I'm just mm. intrigued by what yeah. he's going to be in the NBA. He can handle, he can pass, uh, but sometimes he, he looks super awkward, and maybe that's because he's seven feet tall and, <laughs> yeah. and under 200 pounds. <laughs> that's a skinny guy. Uh, but he can... He can do some stuff. Again, as, as I said, seven blocks, had some nice dishes. Uh, talented, talented dude. Can't wait to see him. Pick him results from last night. It was the only game on, so we were picking it. Like the degenerates that we are. <laughs> uh, Pistons in Orlando. Orlando was favored by three and a half. Now, again, a lot of guys were missing this one uh, from both teams. But in the end, Detroit straight up hits the money line. And Trey had it right. Win for you. Everybody else takes the L. So Tass falls to eight and five. I fall to six and seven. Trey's there with me now. Lee, you're five and eight. Okay, so you're still in last place. What's tonight's game? Forget the NCAA tournament. We got a barn barner. <laughs> uh, the Dallas Mavericks going to Philadelphia. Yes, looking forward to that. Nothing on national TV. ESPN staying the heck away from. Oh, there's an NBA TV game. There's an NBA. There's a couple NBA TV games. Do we count those in national t- TV? Sometimes yeah, we do. Sometimes, sometimes we don't. Right. The Mavs 76ers on League Pass. Two and a half point favorites at home for the Philadelphia 76ers. Skeets and Trey thinks think that the Sixers will take care of those hot, hot Mavs coming in to Philly. Lee, you like the Mavs as well as I do. So, yeah, the real doodah ball tonight, isn't it? Uh, Tyrese versus Kleber. <laughs> Maxi versus Maxi. Oh man, yeah. I have to think about that yeah, one for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I only took Philly. I'll be honest because I thought this line was weird. Uh, was yeah, like, I would have thought. Mavericks. I was like, how are the Mavericks yeah, not favorites yeah. in this game? But that's why I'm taking Philly. They always know something, Trey. If Dinwiddie hits another game winner tonight, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But why would you think the Mavs would be favorites? I just they've been playing way better than that. Philly has. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean we're, we haven't seen anything from the Sixers against good teams really yet, so I was just shocked. Yeah, they have similar records, uh, so you know they're within half game of each other. I, I understand, yeah, us watching it, we see that the Sixers are playing extremely great basketball, but they've been winning since James Harden's got there. Wow. But yeah, they lost to the Heat. Yeah. Uh, they lost to the Nets, yeah, obviously. They just haven't beaten lost really anyone of note yet, so I don't know. Yeah. I just thought Dallas would be favored. Like a small line, but in the end, Philly at home, Friday night. And I'm backing them, along with Trey. Friday. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> Friday. Let's hope that we get this pick <laughs> right. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I can't believe we didn't make the game uh, Grizzlies-Hawks, mm. so heading down Both to the sorry. Fortress oh, with yeah. my man Lily tonight. Yeah. Standing room only. Of course. The only way to watch a game these days. Standing. Yes. yes. Can't wait. I'm going to water <laughs> my flatbread after the show so I get it just before uh, the third quarter starts. <laughs> or maybe the fourth quarter wow. starts. Yeah. Got or are they making yeah. it on a green egg? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Bring your green egg yeah. down. Imagine that. We're standing. It in yeah. there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys mind if I'm standing by the grill the whole time? <laughs> what? That, that, is, uh, that would make it for a fun trip, though, wouldn't it? Like People just lining up and you're cooking them just stuff. While we're watching the yeah. game. Uh, so here's the thing. Standing. The only reason we're going down, let's be honest, we wanted to see John Morant once yep. again. I wanted to see him again in person. Obviously went to the Memphis game. You didn't go to that one. So is he playing? He's a game-time decision. Sources say he's very likely to play. Okay. So. <laughs> but you do realize what we have to do. 
You have to get a Grizzlies jersey, John Moran jersey, a okay. Grizzlies hat. Yeah. We have to make a sign that says John Moran for MVP. Yeah. You've got to put some glitter on it. Oh, wow. And bring then, some onions. And bring then, some onions for the green egg. And then so, if, you, <laughs> so you can cry your eyes. That's out. exactly right. And then if John Moran doesn't play, we need you to freak out. I'll pretend yeah. you're my son. <laughs> and I'll say, it is, uh, wow, as the thunder hits here in Atlanta, we got a storm coming. Um, that... Yeah, that you were you were so excited to yeah. see John Moran. It's the only time you can see him this year, and then you freak out, you cry, a little tantrum, and then I get some free tickets or something from Jersey. Okay. Yeah, I'm not afraid to uh, lower myself down to <laughs> being a grown man trying to cry to get free tickets as well, right. to watch a to watch a 21 year old go out and do his thing. <laughs> okay. Come on, man. It'd be very funny though. Yeah, drove 20 minutes to see John Moran. <laughs> Even though I saw him before the pandemic, that was the last game. But you know, times have changed. I really want to do this. Like I almost, I almost don't want him to play in tonight's oh, game, so we can lean into this bit, so we can go viral with you crying like the uh, Warriors girl. But anyway, it sounds like he's gonna play. Yes. Okay. So that's uh, tonight down to the fortress. Say that's hi to your I boys. Can't wait. Say hi to your boys, and hey, maybe come uh, grab a burger off us. We'll have a green egg fired up there over in uh, standing room only section. Yeah, well, I mean, they've got those little green eggs. You could probably smuggle that one in, couldn't you? You know. <laughs> Let's try. <laughs> JD, would you allow that if we if we filmed Lee crying at the game? Would you allow that oh, to be aired on Monday because you're so so unimpressed uh, uh, with I that situation? I would allow it. Okay. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, of course. And we'd get him out on the court too. You think I was hard on that little girl? <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait till I give a Lee the what for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, wrap up this drop podcast with a little rapid fire fun. Tass, you got the questions this week. First one Marcus Smart's body rolled into the ankle of Steph Curry this week. We had a debate about whether or not it was a dirty dive on Thursday's show, but that's not what we're here for right now. Let's feel like kids and get a little silly here. <laughs> Tell me about the last time your body physically rolled. It's a fun feeling. <laughs> I think this is... You always outdo yourself, Tass. This, to me now, is the new craziest rapid-fire question of all time. Come on, it's a good feeling. I, I can't wait for these stories. I read it to Nora last night. I said, this is the question. And I said, and then guess who wrote it? I said, tell me about the last time your body physically rolled. She's like, well, that was Tass. And what does that mean? I mean, I guess the obvious answer is rolling out of bed. Boo. But, Don't tell me that. But I'm not going with Good. that. Good. <laughs> I'm going with something that you'll hate even more. Oh, uh, oh. The post-run foam roller. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not rolling around yeah. on the ground, but I am rolling my body, you know, yeah. stretching those... Those, those IT bands. When you said to me you had a, I was excited for your story because in Slack you said this is a crazy question, but I've got an answer. To that. The answer you had was a foam roller. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. I expected. But what are you let's expecting? See. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get go. the answer. Well, what honestly, do you have? in all honesty, I've actually got it on video because it happened what? to me. It happened to me last year in Turks and Caicos. Check it out. <laughs> is this a sound up, Lee? You never really. Ah. Uh, Oh, anyways, he's here, too here busy it is. making it brunch. <laughs> now we're watching Lee on the beach. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. We're, we're playing. Oh, the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a roll. What? He did roll. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, lost his footing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a clean 360. Yeah, idea. yeah, he rolled. You know? Not, didn't fake it for the kids either. Lost my footing in the water. In the sand? Yeah. yeah. Nice video. Nice video touch. Acceptable? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm taking it's it. That's what you're looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
We'll see what Trey has. I'm, I'm expecting <laughs> a hill, perhaps, you know, rolling down a hill with the kids. Something. Uh, I don't know. I think Lee's going to probably take this one because okay. I was unsure if you meant like doing a body roll, like. Oh, move yeah. Your body, thought girl. About that too. I've been dancing the Gangnam style a lot, but I went with a, <laughs> a physical rolling. Okay. Skeets rolls out of bed. Yeah, I yeah. roll into bed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sprint down the hallway, dive in like I'm sliding into third. Oh, <laughs> right onto nice. my back. Nice. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> See you in the morning. I tell you, every night I go to sleep, I dream about going from first to third on a single to right field. Like, oh, I, think yeah. would, I think it would be so much fun to just sprint like the 180 feet and slide into third base Absolutely. that I got to kind of replicate it a little bit. Yeah. You're going to need a foam roller. <laughs> definitely, <that>. definitely. <laughs> Very nice. We got a nice little open and close, out of bed, into bed. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. All right. The Memphis Grizzlies are easy to cheer for in part because they're always cheering for each other. For instance... John Morant took to Twitter this week to proclaim Jaron Jackson Jr. should be Defensive Player of the Year. But what about you? Who is someone you're cheering hard for right now, Skeets? I got two. Hate to stick with the running angle, but our guy, Jared Dent, he's running the Boston Marathon this April. That's like uh, we're like, a, like a yeah. month uh, or less away. So uh, cheering for Jarrett to put down a, a crazy time in his first Boston. He had qualified before, but then Boston kept getting uh, yeah. obviously canceled because of COVID reasons. So he's there. Did he have to requalify? He did. Oh, and did it. Yeah. So I'll be cheering for Jarrett, following him on the app. Hopefully he does uh, heartbreak, oh, yeah, nice. heartbreak Hill better than I did <laughs> uh, when I ran it. So, question, for him. Question, yeah. is he running with the water bottle in hand move? Great question. Probably <laughs> not because miles. there's a bunch of, uh, obviously, water you know, yeah. stations Handers. and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. He won't be having to do that. <laughs> then the second one is, just to slip it in here, a uh, little no buffs plug. I'm cheering for Omar, Canadian, nice. to win Survivor yeah. 42. That was my pick. Of course, he's Canadian. Let's see Canadians go back to back. So uh, I'll be cheering for him and the uh, Go Train Alliance. <laughs> him and uh, Mary Ann. Did you hear about this pass? Yeah, there's the Go Alliance. Train Alliance we're calling it. Uh, the GTA. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, oh, very nice. Which has not been confirmed yet. That's just our theory. It's we're our call- theory. We're calling it the Go Train. Uh, what, is he Whitby? Or is, he's Whitby. And then and she's, and uh, she's Ajax. Ajax. Yeah. And the so. one goes, Go Train stop apart from one another. <laughs> so we're calling it the Go Train Alliance. Yeah. GTA. Wow, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I love it. All right, Lee. Yeah, uh, friend of ours, uh, family friend of ours, their son won the Atlanta Spelling Bee uh, competition. He's now going on to represent the state or Atlanta in the state championships. Wow. Fourth grader. Him and another girl from our school gone there to uh, do it. So I'm wow. pulling for both of those guys. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. How, what type of words are we talking about here? Did you go watch it? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, 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 no. Um, I just saw it in the newsletter that he, <laughs> that he won. <laughs> um, <laughs> newsletter. Can you use that in a sentence? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's probably one of the words. Yeah. N-E-W-S. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So pulling for him. I still remember I went out on the word monstrosity Ooh. in third grade. Oh, so these are these are real words. Wow, here. Third? these are real words. <laughs> it's a lot more difficult than newsletter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're young. No, no, was, uh, monstrosity yeah. and newsletter probably similar. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, no, I got I got monstrosity. Yeah, I might screw above. that up right now. <laughs> I'm yeah. like after we're talking about it, I'm like, <laughs> what? is it what's is happening? C I T Y or S I T Y? Oh, that's S. S-T-R-O-S-I-T-Y. Correct. Ding! All right. Yeah. Now the bell goes off when you, you get it wrong. Oh, right, right. Oh. right. It doesn't go off at the end? Oh, it's just nothing? It's just silence. It's nothing yeah, if you get true. it right. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, you got it right. <laughs> right. I can take a those monstrous city. Cards. Could have been a C. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right, Trey, who are you cheering for? Well, here's another plug. Uh, the Formula One season starts today. Technically, they're testing right now. I yep. guess Ferrari is looking good, but I'm not cheering for them. I want Lewis Hamilton to win. I want Lando Norris to win a race this season. And I'd like to see Mick Schumacher get mm. some points this year. But the person I'm really cheering hard for today, specifically, we're riding grand hardly. <laughs> Loyola <laughs> Chicago versus the Ohio State Buckeyes, the dastardly Buckeyes. We need to see the Ramblers take them down. Oh, the Ramblers. <laughs> Let's go, Granny. Uh, Let's go, Grant. Uh, did you say Lando Norris or Le- yep. Lando yep. Norris? That's a good name. Land yep. O'Norris. Oh, okay. I- <laughs> no, 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 Lando. <laughs> okay, damn it. Damn it. Because it could have been a Lando Norris. Norris. All right. Uh, last one here. Giannis Antetokounmpo celebrated Austin 316 Day by getting dressed like Stone Cold and having a post-game beer. Well, he had a sip of a post-game beer. He had a sip of a Coors Light, and that's all he could take because he finds it revolting. He said, quote, that's nasty. Uh, what's a beverage most people like but you find disgusting, Skeets? Quickest answer I've ever had for a rapid-fire question. Bubble tea. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good answer. Want, good answer. Bubble tea. Yeah, I don't enjoy drinking. You want it. chewy yeah. tapioca balls yeah. in your beverage? I, I people love it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Sweet, sweet stuff. I get it. Yeah, it text, is sweet. Texture yeah. probs. Texture yeah, probs. I mean, not, there's do not like it. Stores of bubble tea. Flavors I know. That's what I'm saying. On flavors. It's, on flavors. Crazy. it's crazy. It's just not for me. I do, I do not like. It. Mm. Get out of here, bubble tea. Yeah. All right, leap. Yeah, tweaking this a little bit because I've been making a lot of smoothies for my boys lately, like trying to get all the spinach and kale and all the good stuff into them. And on the green egg? Yeah. No, no, no <laughs> don't put that on the green egg. <laughs> but I bought the NutriBullet, so I've got you know all sorts of things, and most of the smoothies turn out okay. But every now and again, you might put a little bit too much ginger or kale or something in there my nine-year-old gave him one the other day and he said uh and he sort of looked at me and he licked his lips a bit and he's like uh, it's good it's good it's not my favorite one i was like that's okay we're learning we'll we'll tweak it around a little bit my five-year-old he said he copies what his nine-year-old does a lot of time he looked at him he said it's good dad it just tastes a little bit terrible <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit though. yeah <laughs> what was it? What'd you mess up yeah. on? Too well, much. you know, what again, like health concoctions are you giving? No, I mean, I'm, I've got a lot of berries in there, it's but some sometimes ginger in your throat. <laughs> sometimes, you, sometimes you can just yeah. Put for a someone bit that down. drinks all these healthy smoothies, you uh, can't stop coughing up a lung or being sick every day in here. I know, I know. It's Eat just, some meat, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's this COVID hangover. That's I'm I'm sure of it. Oh, <laughs> anyway, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So right. <laughs> no, never mind. Yeah. He right. finds it disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do to get a rapid fire question done. I guess. <laughs> right. uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Just a guide, really, the question. Uh, right. I'm gonna combine your two answers. Because my original answer was apple juice, which I just don't like. I just think it's too sweet. But apple cider is very good. I need the warming spices. But the thing I really don't like, and Lee, I don't know if you do this, because it probably turns a little bit bubble tea-ish. Mm. I hate chia seeds in a smoothie. They're apparently very, very healthy for yeah. you, but they can turn like chocolate milk into pudding. It just gets very thick mm. and very thick and goopy. Yeah. And despite the fact that they're seeds, like, or because they're seeds, they like still get stuck in your teeth even though they're chewy. I don't understand at all how they work. Mm. Chia seeds should remain on Chia Pets, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And, and flax seeds as well are tough oh, in the blender. Oh, so dry, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. so dry. Yeah. So that's where I've gone a few times. I'm trying to put some seeds in, but not having much luck. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I see those seeds at the bottom of the cup, and oh. I'm, I'm taking them down no matter yeah. what, yeah. but I don't enjoy it. You're like, this one's for the health. Yeah. Oh, just in a pile of goop at the bottom. Slimy. Yeah. 
Uh, JD, did you have an answer for a beverage that you uh, that you find disgusting that maybe other people like? Uh, people love kombucha. Cannot stand yeah. it. It's the worst drink ever. <laughs> it's like a it's like a non-alcoholic beer or something. It's like lemonade, but it feels like it's spiked with something. And w- when you make it yourself, with, which Rachel did for a few months, you have this gelatinous that's called the mother uh-huh. in your yeah, fridge, yeah. taking oh, up yeah. all this oh. room. <laughs> like I everything about that. kombucha makes me angry. Yeah. It's the most overrated thing in the world. Roxana made some. Scobie. Some of it was really no, like uh, yeah. sort of carbonated, so and some of it was just as flat as anything. It was so hard to get it consistent like mm. that. Okay. What about you? Is there a beverage oh. that you? Yeah, oh, yeah I'm, with, I'm with Yanis. I, you know, I don't like a Coors Light. Like I'll drink it. I'll, I'll drink it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, if it's the only thing there. Obviously. Um, you know, what, what else do I hate? I, you know, I'm like you, Skeets. I like a good beverage. I'll I try anything. <laughs> try anything. Anything. I haven't had an Iron Brew from Scotland yet. Mm. Though. Ooh, well, that's very. Uh, We'll take that. Yeah. Do we Are there have any, any snacks left? left? Uh, uh, there's a few. I don't think there's any iron brews, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. I think Lincoln went went ham on those. Oh, yeah? <laughs> the rest of them. You can get them in Publix anyway. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, you just Again? reminded me. Yeah. Uh, a No Dunks fan sent in some uh, Rio's chocolates from Stratford, JD. Yeah. So we can let's, uh, let's dip into that after that this. That box has been sitting over there, and I've been like... I'm not touching it. I won't touch okay. it. These are the best chocolates in the world. They're the best chocolates in the world. Wow, that is, I mean, my heart just grew ten times. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. from my hometown. All right, anyway. Mr. Temper Boy just became Mr. Yeah. Chocolate Lover. Did <laughs> someone from Belgium just send us in some chocolates? Oh, get out of here, Belgium. Ah, the Belgians will- <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, it's Stratford. Please. Oh, I mean, you have to like mint chocolate. That's the thing. Oh, it's a, a mint. It's yeah. not just mint, though. Well, it's, it's not. I that's had a variety. Their, that's their number one. This is the confidence that this place has. No legend. Like, no menu. You know, we usually get like, oh, this one's a cherry thing. This is a mint thing or whatever. Yeah. They don't even bother with that because each one is a banger. No risk. There is no risk involved. <laughs> no risk. I'm Real telling you. All right, all right. Come on. Come on. Be a sponsor here. <laughs> the uh, No Dunks Classic Factory. We're going to have to open the, that box of snacks and eat them. Yeah. I yeah, think. I think we are. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to have to do that on camera. Uh, we might have to do that. We better uh, wrap this up, though, before the power yeah. goes out here. <laughs> it is I'm not so in dark. in a hurry to go outside right now. No. no Just keep but chatting. Talking the, chocolates. The power is going to go out in mere seconds, yes. I think, here. So we'll call it there. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us on another classic hopefully drop podcast let us know in the youtube comments below let us know if you listen to this by leaving us a five-star rating and review was it a classic tell us uh email in your nba questions to no dunks at the athletic.com follow us across all the social media channels at no dunks inc and grab yourself an athletic subscription go to the athletic.com slash no dunks a dollar a month for up to six months that's the deal right now for new subscribers take advantage of that and uh, finally go to no dunks.com get your no dunks gear over there we got to start working on a mr temper boy t-shirt oh yeah the mm. brainstorms have been flying yeah. in between the breaks here that'd be very very it's a funny. funny name okay so we'll <laughs> do that uh but until we see you guys on monday have a great weekend enjoy the march madness enjoy the nba games on all weekend we'll see you on monday clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome Thanks for joining us, and remember, uh, you guys got me thinking about Girl Scout cookies. We bought a box recently. Mm. You know, love, 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 people love those mints. Yes. Let's and go Let's go around the table real quick. <laughs> Favorite one. I mean, I don't know all the flavor names. There are others. I, I, pass. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the... I don't know the Girl Scout cookies that, that well. Nah. Yeah. Thin mints, 
Trefoils, Samoas, Samoas, Samoas. Yeah, the coconut. Yeah. Tangalongs. Tangalongs are hot. Okay, I had this recent one, uh, West Coast only edition of uh, Girl Scout Cookies. Excuse me, regional, exclusive. Yeah. Apparently, they have different bakeries on both sides of the United States. Uh, so, like, even the Samoas are different. Like, they call the West Coast ones. I think are called Caramel Delights. They're a little bit different, but the new one I had was called Toast Yays. Yeah. It's a cinnamon toast dipped that. in like a little what? white icing. Banger. Oh, Banger. Oh. And Michael look, on the Mount Rushmore. And they look like cute little toasts. They look like little toasties. JD? Uh, yeah, put me down for a Thin Mint. Oops. Yeah. Oh, there I am. Thin Fro- Mint. Frozen or not? Oh, frozen. But either way, it's fine. This guy loves mint. Yeah. Mint's great. Yeah. Mint chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible though to grow it. Like, you've got to keep it in a pot or else it goes crazy. Every That's time, every time mint comes up on this show, <laughs> he just complains about it. About it's it. a killer, man. You can't kill it. You cannot kill it. And mint. it cannot die. It cannot die. It's the Highlander. It is, because I planted it in my planter box like five years ago. <laughs> We've heard this story. Oh, Yanked out all the weeds. <laughs> Still growing now. Invasive species. Yeah. The kudzu of her. Oh, man. The first bit of warm weather in the mint's like, hey, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, embrace your mint, people. (laughs) Take care. Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.